0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 662 with a review of Oxygen. I'm Christopher Schnasey. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, This week, we had a review of For Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh, Not For Those. (laughs) It's just called Those Who Wish Me Dead. We
1: had a review for (laughs) Those Who Wish Me Dead or Of Those Who Wish Me Dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's true. Um, and now we're talking about a little film called Oxygen. Um, Stephen Miller. At the end of our, or towards the end of our or somewhere in 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 our review <laughs> of those who wish me dead, you made a joke about how both films <laughs> made you worry about having an asthma attack. Um, right. This is a film about somebody slowly running out of oxygen um, with a big ass meter on the side of the screen that's like constantly counting down how much oxygen they reserves they have left D- is it just the idea of running out of oxygen that was affecting because this, this film doesn't have the type of scenes that you would see in a movie where like say somebody has to swim underwater a long distance to get to another pocket of air and it's not like moments of breath holding it's just like a slow countdown of impending doom so what is it about that specifically that was sort of like triggering your asthma
1: right well well so more exactly i I didn't want to spoil in that last review anything about this movie but the premise of both of these movies were ones where when i read them i was like shit i'm gonna have an asthma attack watching these neither movie (laughs) in practice did that at all and this movie especially did not wind up having that effect though I was definitely sure it would, like, going into this movie. Um, yeah, my yeah. my expectation on how intensely claustrophobic this movie was going to feel was not really matched by the type of movie that I got instead.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I I will say, of all the things you could be trapped inside of, her... we'll call it box for now, is is definitely pretty spacious, I would say. <laughs> but then again, I'm not trapped inside that container right now, so
1: who am I to talk about it? (laughs) Right. I would definitely hate to be trapped inside a container. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't... uh, I didn't feel the impending lack of oxygen. Though there were occasional cuts showing this person like gasping for air and that definitely was a little, um, you know, a little part of my brain like wanted to imitate that, but I held back. I I survived it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, I think it's probably time for us to figure out if we survived this film... Um, so what do you say we get started
1: steven yep let's do it
0: so we are about to take a listen to the trailer for oxygen and then come back and give you a review i am going to note because this is a podcast form and uh, most of our audience is probably united states we are going to play netflix's english dubbed trailer for this film however it should be noted that this film's true language track is french and that i assume is the way that both steven and i watch this film um so we're watching the trailer in english but the film is in french and that's the way you should
1: watch it <laughs> yeah yeah just generally don't watch english dubs of anything if you can avoid
0: it yeah and it's always worth checking on the movie you're about to watch on netflix cuz sometimes it defaults to the english dub for reasons i don't can't explain like if I can rat hole for a second, when we did our review of uh, the platform, I'd seen the trailer in Spanish, started the film on Netflix, and it was in English. And I was like, wait, this isn't correct. And I had to go into the menu and switch it um, to the correct language. But anyways, here we go. The English trailer for Oxygen, and we'll be back in just a moment. I can't
1: remember.
0: I am Milo, your medical interface liaison operator. I have to be sick. No illness or abnormality detected.
1: You mean I'm healthy? Unlock the door right now.
0: I cannot comply with that request at this moment.
1: Milo, I'm begging you open the
0: pod. I cannot comply with that request. (laughs) Oxygen level, 35 percent.
1: I could be underground. Milo, can you perform a DNA search? running out of time tell me where to start you have
0: all the answers figure out what triggers your memories
1: who is this why are you doing this what the hell do you want too late they're here interruption oxygen level approaching critical threshold
0: all right so that was the trailer for a little netflix film called oxygen um, and it's basically about a woman who wakes up inside of some sort of high-tech box Um, She doesn't know what she's doing there. All she knows is she is currently running out of the oxygen supply that her box thing has. And she is trying to figure out um, how she can get out before she runs out of oxygen. Um, Thus, the title of the film is Oxygen. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Oxygen?
1: Oxygen is the kind of movie that I wish I saw in, like, a festival setting, like, maybe a morning screening, not knowing anything about it, because it is... First of all, I was kind of surprised after the fact to realize this was made by a pretty established director, Alexandra Aja, who did, like, uh, Crawl, which people loved. I didn't see that. But, like, Piranha 3D and The Hills Have Eyes. Like, he's done a bunch of stuff. Um, this felt very, very, very stripped-down high concept simple to the point of like a a budget of zero um (laughs) and i want to root for it for that reason and i think if i were watching it in an environment where i am like primed to look for the best in everything i would have been charmed by some of the twists that it had i felt again maybe it was just my mood this weekend but like i felt like this fell flat even though i think the high concept on paper is a good one and it makes sense how they present information but there was something something about the way this movie works is it it, it is definitely not a horrific terrifying stuck in a box movie but it kind of portends to be one when it opens in a way that loses me a little because i'm not feeling the way i it seemed like the movie wanted me to feel and then as it reveals more of its like sci-fi high concept ideas it i don't know there there was just always something a little off like the sci-fi never quite made sense to me like the the user interface of the box is something that no one would ever program a box for that purpose to have <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the way information is divvied out and what is available and what isn't it i don't i don't know it felt it was like charming and it had cool ideas and i respect how stripped down it went but i kind of felt again like Those Who Wish Me Dead, that it didn't have the momentum that it should have had, like, to carry this very small stripped down plot. Um, I think it has some really interesting ideas that come to surface toward the end, which we'll get into in spoiler section. But it it didn't quite add up for me and maybe part of that again is unfair which is the language gap means like i think melanie laurent does a good job in this movie but i can't um i couldn't totally feel the fear in her voice or the frantic way that she is requesting information and in the kind of subtitle world of i'm just reading this conversation between her and this ai it felt It felt like it was, like, toggling between tones of, like, sometimes it felt like this is way too casual for someone in this situation. And, like, the order of operations that she's going through don't really make sense. And then other times it seems like she's freaking out and I don't feel the motivation for how they flip. And the movie tells me that this is... Isolation can cause you to go a little bit mad. And so, you know... Oh, these terrors can happen and these frantic mood swings and stuff can happen. But the movie doesn't make it feel like a terrifying isolation. And so I don't, I I don't know, like it just, it didn't all add up the way it wanted. And I feel like if this were a short story, I would read it and say, oh, that is fucking clever. That should be a movie. And for some reason, the movie just doesn't convey to me what I think it wants to convey. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, One thing I'll say about what you just said is... You said that the movie tells me that this is about isolation and what isolation can do to you. I would ask you to rethink who in the for film sure, yeah, says yeah. that. Of
1: course, <laughs> there's uh, unreliable information throughout the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. fair.
0: <clears throat> but so, I was super stoked to watch this film. <laughs> yeah. I t- I text Stephen a week or two maybe ago before uh, when the when the trailer first dropped for this. Um, and I was like, dude, check it out, buried in space. And then like a little bit later, I sent you a screenshot of a line that isn't in the film as far as I can tell. But it was like the subtitles in the screen were like, oh, my God, I think I'm buried in space or something like that. It was there, I forget exactly what the line was. I'd have to pull up that screenshot. But like...
1: Well, that, I'm, I'm going to tell you, by the way, I forgot that because in this movie, I had no idea that it was space.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know that we... Are meant to know that it's space, but I mean, when I see the box she's in, I think mm-hmm. space. Like this looks like any space movie. This is like that that like white rubberized plastic everywhere. Like that that is like canonical spaceship look to it, right? Right. But the reason why I was excited for this is because I I love the film Buried. Um, it was one of my favorite films of 2010 when it came out. And I actually went back and re-listened to our, our end-of-year recap from 2010. And lo and behold, it was my number two film of 2010 behind only Inception. Um, so mm-hmm. so I, you, I, I'm excited for this. Story. Like, like you can tell me, like oh, this is just Buried in Space. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm going to watch it. <laughs> because it's <laughs> Buried in Space. I liked Buried in Sand. I'm definitely going to like Buried in Space um so i i went into this you know i'll say semi-optimistic right like it wasn't like i was expecting just to to receive the highs that i got from from buried but like i like films that are self-contained one character in a confined space um i mean this is pretty as confined as you can get um but like you know one location films are exciting to me um i like things that have a simple premise as you said sort of like the elevator pitch is just like one wakes up in a box Go, uh, begin scene. Um, and I, I, I think that this film could have been pretty awesome. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think that this film, every everything it tries to layer in on top of its premise, I think is terrible. I, I think that this film is, it spends a lot of time working towards reveals that I only think make the person's current condition sillier. Um, like there are thing, there are, there are reveals to, um, the main character over time that mimic main characters in other films reveals about themselves, which a, I called at the beginning of this film, like I was like, I bet this is what it is. And it was, but it being that is dumb and doesn't mean anything. And if anything <laughs> should make her feel better about her situation, not worse about her situation. But, but like, I, I think that like, In other films that use similar reveals... I'll talk about it more in spoilers. I won't say the films I'm comparing it to, but if you Mm -hmm. know those films, you'll know exactly which films I'd be comparing it to. But like... So so like if I compare it to these other films that have similar reveals to the main character, those reveals mean something because they inform our understanding of the experience this person has been going through for Mm -hmm. X amount of time, right? Like if you... If you are if if this is a story about somebody who was raised in one kind of family and then at age 18 realize that they were actually kidnapped from a young age and raised by like a warlord and they were actually just somebody like they stole a child that that fundamentally changes how you understand who you are as a person the Mm -hmm. reveals in this film don't add anything to the character if anything they make what she's going through not matter (laughs) um and and i think that like putting so much weight and having the character experience so much emotion as these things are revealed doesn't change how i feel about her or the condition she's in it just makes me go like really that's what you're gonna go for Mm, okay and like spending so much time talking about who the character is or was before she arrived in the box doesn't really amount to anything that changes anything about about her and and i think that like for me the more that was revealed the less i liked it when it was just her waking up in a box trying to figure out how to get out i was all for that film right like trying to watch her work through her thought process watch her try to test the ai in the box to see what information she could get or not get that was all interesting Um, but then when it became like a thing where like the machine was withholding information from her that like later on it could give, but there wasn't really a difference between the way she asked the question, but it was kind of like, there were, there were parts of the film where where it's like, uh, do this thing. And the machine's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And later on, she's like, how about we do this? And the machine was like, yeah, I could do that for you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right, and it, it reminded me of like a, a text-based adventure. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's 100% Where bad. like if you don't type it exactly right, it doesn't happen. And then later you're like, oh, motherfucker, I was supposed to use this word.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm in a room uh, and there's a goblin. Uh, stab yeah. the goblin. Uh, stab the goblin with what? You're like, a-, a knife? You don't have a knife. Oh, dagger. Dagger is what I had to type and it would have worked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, which is funny because, the uh, you know, Milo, or, or I think that was the name of AI, is yeah, yeah, so um, like conversationally fluent otherwise so it isn't like a lack of comprehension yeah, um, yeah. which makes it makes it kind of funny
0: yeah, yeah. I mean well it's clearly a permissions based thing right like, like <laughs> where it's not wanting to let you do certain things um, mm. there is also man we're going to talk about it in spoilers but there there is something there is something there's an idea that comes about which comes about like probably like 6 to 8% worth of oxygen Later than it should have come go <laughs> about, and and it, and then the response from the computer infuriated me so much, <laughs> especially given where the film goes to. I was like, "This is this is fucking awful!" Like whoever thought this is a good idea is bad.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about it in the spoiler. See, like I don't have a problem with those things really at all. What what I feel strange about is there there is the sci-fi version of this movie and there is the person trapped needing to solve a terrible thing with limited information yeah version of this movie the person trapped one you know i i still have not seen buried i know i should um so my point of contact for that would be like screen-based movies like searching where it's like the person doesn't have access to much all they can do is like Stay on the line, try to do what they can within this u i that they have available to them, and we are watching in real time as they basically figure out what to do um that would be fine that would be that's kind of what I thought this move was going to be, but the again, like the pace and the level of tension doesn't match that like it it feels like there are too many things happening that you she could not control. It doesn't feel like it's like within your grasp for her to solve it. It just feels like you're watching this thing unfold because yeah. so many curveballs are going to be thrown in. And then the sci-fi version of it, I actually have very little problem with the reveals or anything like that, except I wish they came sooner so we would have time to actually digest them and have them mean something. And I think what this does by splitting it into... it is the It is the searching screen-based thing plus unreliable everything turning into sci-fi that just kind of none of the components work for me. And, like, I kind of admire the attempt to completely change what the audience thinks the movie is as it progresses, but I just didn't... I, I didn't feel like it stuck the landing at all. But, yeah. again, like, I think if you wrote down the idea of this movie, I would I would think it would make a cool movie. It sounds like you think it would not. So we'll, we'll talk about that in spoilers. Yeah, I, I, I definitely
0: think it would not. I think all... Like... Don't get me wrong. I, am, I would be happy to watch a film in the universe in which the Earth is in the state that it's in and these pods were created for the reason they were created. I'm, I'm on board with that being a reality. I just think it adds nothing to her predicament. And when you layer in all the other information we find out, I think it makes her concern over her situation trivial um, in the grand scheme of things. Uh so Mm -hmm. yeah, that's 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 the my nebulous way of of talking about it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I I think we should just get into spoilers and (laughs) unpack it.
0: Cool. Cool. All right. Uh well before we do that, we have to do the usual thing, which is for anybody who doesn't want to have this film spoiled for them. We will close out the episode for y'all and then we'll come back um and have a spoiler section for everybody else. So for now, Let's get to verdicts for the people who aren't going to stick with us, Stephen. If you're going yeah. to give this a must-see, reckon with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: See, this as well is a uh, wait-for-rental for me, where, I, again, I was fine to have watched it. I feel more fond about this movie than I do about Those Who Wish Me Dead, even though I think Those Who Wish Me Dead probably has more to offer scene-to-scene scene than this movie does, but I want to root for this movie more because it is at least stripped down and high concept and that puts me in a place where I'm willing to tolerate a little bit more clunkiness than I would in a like big production um so like I thought it was fine again I admire the attempt but I don't think there's a whole lot to this movie and I think you could also skip it and be perfectly happy but if you watch it I don't think unless you have you know Chris type uh plot hole (laughs) Frustrations. I don't think anything about this movie is going to actively frustrate you. It might like tickle your brain a little, but just don't, you know, don't scratch that itch afterwards because you're going to find that like what it tickled was not all that smart. (laughs) Like just let it tickle you and don't (laughs) unpack it too much, and then you'll you'll probably be okay.
0: Yeah. So so I think when it came to um, those who wish me dead. Um, I think that film was definitely like,
1: it's fine. It's
0: fine. It's just silly and dumb and could have been better, but it's fine. Um, This film, I think, had more going for it. And I think to my taste, it squandered the basic premise, which like should have been enough to sustain it for a whole movie and bogged it down with a bunch of other stuff. So I'm going to drop this down to a pass with a caveat. Um, It's, I, I, I think... You know, part of the problem is there's not enough spectacle to make my mind not analyze everything it's giving me. Like what when your entire film is a woman in a box, I can't not analyze everything about the woman being in the box, right? Like you, you're not giving me much right. to work with. So, so for my yeah, for like, my what's mind, in the box? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, this time is more than just a head. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, so that is our verdict for Oxygen, which is available now on Netflix. Um, Stephen Miller, for people who don't want to stick through spoilers, where can they find you throughout the week?
1: Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash s david miller or s david dot com.
0: People can find me at christopherinreallife.com dot com or twitter com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com dot com, where you get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. Um, if you wanna know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter dot com slash spoiler warning, Facebook.com slash thus slash the warning or Insta- Instagram.com slash thus spoil the warning. If you wanna get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the spoilerwarning dot com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to oxygen, so hopefully you're enjoying that. Um, as the oxygen goes down, the music is gonna fade up and we're gonna take a quick little break and when we come back we're gonna be fully locked in to spoilers. <laughs> so Oh yeah.
1: Uh, all admin control has been granted to us. We're allowed to talk about everything. <laughs> all right, we'll be back in a second.
0: Milo, activate spoilers. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Alright, we are back, this is Spoiler Territory, it's the after part of our review of a little film that we just watched called Oxygen, and we're talking full bone spoilers, so if you want to be able to breathe easily, then watch the film before you listen to this. Um, Sure. I'm done trying to make it all fit. Uh, But yeah, so, where do you want to start, Stephen? Do you want me to just jump in, or do you want to get a few things out before, (laughs) before I just go off?
1: uh so I'll, I'll i'll just summarize now with the ability to talk details how i feel about the movie which is i understand like first she's stuck in the box it's the text based adventure she has to figure out how to move on she's in a room tap 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 but you know it 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 builds incrementally right she's wrapped in this cocoon She's gotten, you know, her face free so she can breathe. Now she's gotten an arm free, and it builds from there. And that is kind of cool, right? That is the video game of, like, slowly building up your arsenal of what do you understand about the world. Yeah. Um, and her being a blank slate make like makes sense for that concept. And the thing you are probably going to complain about, which is the clone aspect, I think is kind of like a neat little loop to tie in the why this is a blank slate, like quite literally for the person. I get that it's obvious it isn't like that clever, but I, you know, I kind of liked it. Um So that was all fine. She's figuring out the parameters. She's stuck. M- Milo can't help her very much. And then she realizes Milo can amplify networks and connect to the outside world. So that unlocks a new level. And this new level is searching. This new level is like, I'm talking to people on the phone. I'm trying to figure stuff out. But I they are giving me misinformation or there's not enough. Something isn't right here. What terrible thing is happening to me? This is where I was glad to not know she is in space because I did think we were in a movie where like, her ex-husband had, like, held her hostage somewhere and, like, the police are gonna come break down the doors in the nick of time at the end of the movie or whatever. Like, I was kind of prepared to watch that movie. I was like, okay, okay, I see you. Like, I hope you're gonna throttle up the tension more than you have right now if that's the movie you're putting me in. But, like, I get it. It's a mystery now. You know, solve the mystery. Then it just becomes sci-fi of increasingly like, less relevant information. Like, okay, you're thousands of miles from the Earth. That should immediately shatter every goal you had about escaping, but it doesn't recontextualize for the main character information that I feel like it should. Like, there's a moment in the movie where she calls who she thinks is her mother and talks to her, and her mother says that she had just seen her like, on Sunday, but she already knows that she has been asleep for a long time and was shot into outer space. Yeah. So, like, there there isn't this moment of, like, her connecting the dots or figuring out what is going on, and that seemed kind of odd. And then by the time it becomes clone movie, and we're also in, like, um, sunshine or whatever, where we're just seeing the blinding awesomeness of space and everything around her, I just... I admired that it went so broad. Like I thought there was some cool imagery there and cool ideas. And if I knew that were the movie I was watching, much earlier, maybe I would have enjoyed it more. But it, like, I think all those pieces are fine on their own, and they just don't become one cohesive movie for me. And that that's kind of how I feel about all of it.
0: Yeah. So I, I wasn't going to start talking about this piece, but you related it to Sunshine. So, I'll make one more connection to sunshine, um, which isn't the, the point you were making. I mean, it, it's the same scene you're talking about. But in sunshine, um, one of the things is as people begin to become more and more obsessed with the sun, they look at the sun through a, a UV filter, mm-hmm. right? So, it's this, it's this lens, um, if you will, uh, this like porthole into space that looks at the sun. And, you know, it can be 100% blocked, like blocking all the light, or you can turn it down some amount um, that lets you uh, see the sun for all its glory. And some of the characters like to dial that down a lot more than everyone else so they can feel the intense blindiness of the sun. Um, this character is like, uh, put it on screen. <laughs> and the computer's like, oh, it is on screen, but it's UV filtered out. And she's like, all right, disable UV filter. <laughs> so she turns it mm. all the way to zero, which if you've seen Sunshine you know what fuck you up
1: right she should fry
0: yeah she should fry (laughs) but you could say oh it's okay because the sun is behind uh the earth right now but she's like oh it's so beautiful and then the sun starts to come out from behind the earth and you see the sun sweep across her face and i was like oh is she gonna like start to burn and then have to turn the uv filter on real fast but no she's fine she's just getting a suntan for a few seconds (laughs) like i was like come on
1: i think doesn't milo automatically turn the uv filter back on I think he
0: says something about, like, it like can't be off for too long. But it's, like, the difference is that, like, she said turn it off, not turn it down to, like, 62% or something like that,
1: right? Like, it was off-off. Right. Off. Well, Milo's um, only a stickler for the rules sometimes, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, apparently. To me, what made me think of Sunshine in that moment wasn't just her looking at the sun, but literally, like, the design of the spinning gold thing that they're into felt oh, yeah. exactly like the Sunshine uh, ship to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's basically like a sail that propels itself right. with solar rays or something. Um, yeah. Which, you know, on its own, that's, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I think the Sunshine one was literally the exact opposite of that, right? Where it's like the the outside of the umbrella is essentially the thing that is blocking all the rays in the sun. Right. And I assume also creating energy for the ship? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, but anyway, so let's get back to a little film called Oxygen. Um, so, you know, I I... I as you said, like, I think the, oh, shit, I woke up in a box is interesting. I think the, okay, I'm talking, I, I I figured out a way to dial out. I'm talking with people. I'm calling with different people. I'm not sure if I can trust the information they're giving because it definitely seems like they're withholding something from me. Like, I, I, I really like the intrigue that we're getting as we sort of, of build. I even like the idea that she is talking to somebody who actually knows her in a way right like like all that stuff is is really really cool i think for me where the plot of this film starts to break down really is this aspect of the cloning the the memory transplantation through genes like the ability to like you know like first of all the thing that i called is this film opens with a rat in a maze and i was like oh she's gonna be a clone (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just so it's like you can't Fill a film with rat imagery, and have it not end up being that she's a clone. But like, when it finally comes time to reveal that she's a clone, I'm like, of everything you've told me so far, you being a clone really makes your existence not important anymore. Like you are, like, like yes, Chappie wants to live. Like, right? Every everything that's alive wants to live. But like, right. the fact that this isn't a th- like. If let's say she was not in a box but was on let's let's say she was on the ship in sunshine right and then let's pretend like we got to the end of sunshine and it turned out she was just a clone and the ship was never going to make it to the sun and she finds out that like this whole time she's been working she's actually you know the second clone and they ate the first clone or something, right? Like I was trying to come up with like ridiculous things just so that I don't have to tie this to actual films that exist. Um, sure. So, so let's pretend that was the case. Her learning that she was a clone and this year she's been on the ship is bullshit. And there was a version of her that was also on the ship, but died somehow and people ate her. And now she's the second one and she might get eaten again. That actually, that actually, That actually makes you... Recontextualize the year she's been on that ship, right? Like it makes you think about, like, oh shit, that's that's gnarly. Like I can't believe somebody would put you on a ship and let people eat you at the end of a year, right? Like there, mm-hmm. it, it, it complicates the narrative and makes you think about who could do this to her. When you find out that she's a clone that was put on a ship to go colonize another planet because Earth is dying. No one trapped her. Like the machine, as soon as she woke up, the machine sort of said like, yo, um, I'm sorry, but, uh, you're in hyperspace. You're about to colonize a planet. Uh, if you're awake, you're going to run out of oxygen and die. Can we put you back into sleep and then put her back to sleep? And then th- there's no movie, right? Like, like the, the entire right. premise doesn't make any freaking sense because if like, this isn't, nobody trapped her against her will. She was born in this box, essentially, and is traveling to a world where she's going to have a great fucking life. We know that because right before the credits, we see her hugging her husband, who on yeah, real it life seems like already a great, died.
1: Very boring life, but, <laughs> but a great
0: life. <laughs> but like, but but what I mean is like, there is no conflict in this film at all. Like, it's just the only reason there is conflict is because she doesn't know where she is or why she's there. The machine knows. What the mission is the people who she contacts know what the mission is it seems like the film wants you to believe that the people that she contacts over the phone can't let her know what's going on because if she finds out she's a clone she's gonna explode but in reality if the first person she calls was like hey yeah so the earth is dying you're a clone you're going to a planet, you'll be fine, just go back to sleep and wake up on the planet. Like, like, yes, it would be shocking,
1: but but, like... Yeah, I feel like you're downplaying the existential nightmare that is, I have only ever existed in this box and all of my memories are fiction.
0: <laughs> but, okay, so... so, <sighs> the, the, There's a thing that I always have in the back of my mind is... uh, SF film documentary about the three identical brothers who are split up at birth, right? Three identical strangers. Three identical strangers who turned out to be brothers. Uh, We, I think I argued with you and Joanna and with Jamie, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that to me, I don't care, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if I find out that I was, I'm actually a twin and I was separated from a young child, to me, I am who I am and my family is who my family is. And that's interesting that I have an identical twin who I was separated from, but to me, no harm, no foul, right? So if I wake up in a box on a ship and I'm like, oh shit, I'm in a a box on a ship. And then the computer goes like, you're not actually in a box on a ship. You're a clone of yourself back on earth. You're actually 80 years old, um, but you cloned yourself and you're sending yourself to another planet to colonize yourself. We're just going to put you back to sleep. Like, like, cause, cause, put it you this just way. Just roll with
1: that. <laughs> <Put> it, <laughs> okay.
0: Let, let me, let me put it in a way that hopefully you can. Guess you can I've ac-
1: never been conscious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just hold, hold, <on>, hold on. <laughs> let me, let me put it in a way that you can, you can accept better, right?
1: Yeah. Let's yeah, take off the UV filter, yeah, no, so, yeah, so yeah, I can so, understand.
0: So answer, answer me this, Stephen. She doesn't wake up accidentally because a meteorite doesn't hit the ship. She just wakes up. Same disorientation, but is on a fucking planet that doesn't look like Earth and has to figure out how to use all the machinery to try to sustain life on this planet, right? How, like, you have to accept it at one point or the other, right? Like, it's the same, it's the same oh shit moment the difference is do you have it while you're in the box on the spaceship or do you have it once you've landed on the surface of the planet where it's a strange planet with a strange atmosphere and and like three suns and like all sorts of other shit like that right like well but t-
1: there's no ticking clock like i think it's the compounding of stressors in the first one that make it interesting
0: yeah, yeah. so so what i'm what i'm saying though is it it is the film's r- the only reason there is a ticking clock is because she's awake and she's using oxygen which was only ever there in the emergency that somebody woke up on purpose, right? Because it's clear that, like, if you're asleep still, if you're in the, the cryostasis, um, if you're in cryosleep, you're not consuming oxygen because you're frozen. Um, like, they, that, that's the text mm-hmm. of the film. So right. the only reason there's even oxygen is in case you woke up for some reason.
1: Yeah, they really designed a lot of stuff to make it pleasant in case someone wakes up <laughs> when they're never supposed to wake up. Yeah,
0: so so there, 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 is, there is a, a, a AI... Which can divvy a lethal injection (laughs) against your will, but can't just put you back into cryosleep against your will? Like, why could the machine not just say like, like, oh shit, she's waking up and sleep and then she's back to sleep. Like, like, to me, to me, it's just silly because whether she wakes up on the ship or wakes up on the planet, she's still disoriented, still isn't going to know what the hell is going on and is still going to have a rough time dealing with it. The machine has the ability to put her back to sleep because it does at the end of the movie.
1: <laughs> but she had to fix a thing. Granted, fixing the thing was just again she, saying the magic words to no, M- Milo.
0: So, so to freeze herself, she had to put all the shit in that she ripped out. So, like, like
1: she no, woke, but she also had to redirect processing from the thing that had been broken by the meteor.
0: That that thing is redirecting oxygen to her tank which it happens after she's been frozen.
1: No, that was a second thing that she discovered. The thing that she talks to her older self back at home about is about how to fix the process that got busted because of the meteor strike, and she has to figure out what non-vital life processes she can get rid of to make room for fixing this thing that is the reason she woke up in the first place. I
0: would have to go back and watch again, which I'm not going to do, but I'm pretty sure... She didn't have the intention of going back to sleep until the very end when the computer was like, hey, if we put you back to sleep, then we can give you oxygen after sleep and you won't die.
1: No, so she she knows that the goal is to be able to get back to cryosleep when she is talking to herself like 30 minutes before the movie because herself is saying you're on this mission you have to go back to sleep in order to complete it. In order to do it, you need to repair this thing that allows you to do cryosleep because you are light years away from your destination. So you're going to be stuck in this box for your whole life unless you go into cryosleep.
0: Either way, this is all stuff the computer helps her do anyways, right? Like it can still right, yeah. put so her back computer
1: to sleep. At the than a like, oh, the bit of a little 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 bit
0: So, so little here, here's the other little too. The ship that you're talking about, like it's that's an interesting design of a ship, right? Except for the fact that, like, we really just want all these pods to be exposed in space. Like, I guess We're that's the most open. efficient design. But like, you would Lots think natural light. <laughs> yeah, like you would like like so you designed the case to have a shield from the sun, but if you just had it inside the ship, <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't need to shield it from the sun because it would be inside the ship, right? Like it mm. just seems and also. Why are there touchscreens on the inside of the box if it's supposed to just open up? And that's the thing, too. When you land on the planet, I assume it lands on the planet and it's like, you know, an orbital drop shock troop trooper from from Halo where, like, you hit the ground and then it goes and opens up and then you're released, right? But if it doesn't open up, you've got to be open to, able to open it from the inside, right? But is it only password protected? Until you arrive at the planet and then it unlocks it? Or is it always password protected? And in which case, why do you even have like all that? Sh- like like all the dials are for the audience. They're not for mm-hmm. the person in the case. Like none of it makes sense, Steven.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all just fail safe, I guess. It, it's all just weird fail safes. But like, I agree, none of that makes sense. <laughs> it's just that. So things I don't get even now looking back in the movie where the, okay, there's the unreliable Narrator, unreliable phone call people, but for in a kind of double crossy way. Because first there is she calls the police, then there is the realization that the police are trying to like lie to her and wait out the clock because nobody can know what is really happening. Is that now? I don't know why that would be true.
0: So the way I understood it is those either weren't the police. Or someone else was listening in who was like, hey, this is a top secret mission. She can't know what's going on. You have to stall. Like mm-hmm. the, in the same way that when she calls herself at home, she first tries to like talk to herself in a way that makes her not understand that it's herself. Like, like it, it's all like a, the company. And that, that's the thing that was like annoying me is because like it's treated as though someone put her there and she can't know why. But the reason <clears> why is that she wants to be there, and it's okay. And if they would just said that from the start, <laughs> I think we have less of a problem.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why clone, or original her is so cryptic in the time she has to explain everything. Like, she tells her, like, you'll figure it out, look to Leo. Like, why, why does looking for him help anything? But yeah. like, I don't understand why that helps her at all in the search for figuring out not to be euthanized.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, in theory, the reason she looks for him is because it lets her know, even though her memory is that he's dead, if he's still alive, then it lets her know that there's some hope besides besides mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but yeah, so that, that's the other thing, too, is she when she calls herself. Herself knows how far she is and when she'll be out of out of range of communication. So she clearly yeah. has a monitor that like like she she's clearly still part of the mission. Right. So it's not it's not yeah. like it's and, not and like, why is herself? Why does herself hang up
1: the first many times?
0: Be, because I, I think she's hanging up because once again, there's some bigger organization that doesn't want people to know. Oh, that's that's right. That's what it is. Earth can't even know this mission is happening because the Earthlings don't know that the Earth is dying yet. So this is is a secret mission. And if somebody on Earth, like a regular policeman, found out that, oh shit, there's clones leaving Earth, like as as if knowing she's a clone is going to let him automatically go like, wait, why would she be a clone? Oh shit, is Earth dying?
1: (laughs) Well, I don't even know if the text of the film is that everyone hurtling towards the new planet are clones or if there's this mission to go to this new planet and this woman cloned herself and her scientist husband to get the love that she couldn't have at home like i don't even know if the mission i also don't know at the end it seems like it's only those two but i don't think everyone else died but but
0: if you if you think about it though like Oh no! So everybody on the ship isn't dead. Because uh, they, they even say there's like ten thousand right. things, and like nine thousand of them are totally functioning, and mm-hmm. then there's some that are like busted. But like the like the the unit is fine, but the host is dead. Uh, there's like a bunch of different things they they tell us because sci-fi. Um, but uh, but no, what I was gonna say is there's way too much visual imagery of failed clone mm-hmm. thi- things. There's no way that like. They had that many weird deformed fetuses trying to make just themselves, right? Right. And also, it, like, it goes back to like the problem with teleporters in Star Trek, <laughs> where it's like when you get in a to- to- when you get in a teleporter, you are essentially destroyed and then recreated on the end. So are are you the one that was destroyed, or are you the one that gets recreated on the end? Are they the right, same it's, person? It's the problem with so, cloning. So, so so it's like. If if they're cloning people to like repop like to 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 restart Earth somewhere else, what if if all of Earth dies, but there are clones created on another planet that's a little bit different than Earth, humanity's still gone. Like all of humanity died. If the only people that made it to this other planet are clones, did you save humanity or did you just create a different human? Like it might as well be a simulation, right? It's a right.
1: simulation that has all the memories of what Earth was. But like I just it, it it's yeah, I don't I don't know what the mission is for. Like I was assuming that the clones are like the first test bed of people being sent out there and the risk is low because to the outside world a clone's life is less valuable even though to a clone it is identical. Um and yeah. like they go there as like the the first batch And then it being successful compels others to follow. Yeah. And and, like
0: that, that would make sense, right? Like if you got to kill a bunch of humans to try to see if we can colonize Mars, why not just clone a bunch of humans and send them to
1: Mars? I think we should send babies to Mars. (laughs) But then Mars would need moms. Nice. I don't know if you're allowed to
0: set yourself up. (laughs) Mm. It's like hacky sack, right? You can't serve yourself.
1: Oh, I'm taking it anyway. I didn't have the joke in mind when I said the first half. All right. (laughs) it it fits. Um, But yeah, so I... Yeah, I I think this film
0: is interesting, but I don't think it fully thought out the ramifications of everything it was trying to establish. You know, like, it it tried to universe build, (laughs) and a lot of it got away from itself, and I don't think it fully thought some of the things out. I still think the machine should be able to just put the stuff back to sleep. And if the machine's failing, fail, failing in some way, you would think there would be some sort of like, like don't just make your AI, like make your AI a robot that can fly around and fix pods. Not like, especially if you are literally trying to stake the future of the human race on this mission, will you really just have an AI that can't get out of its screen? <laughs> or would you have like little bots that fly around and monitor all the, the bays and make sure that it's work working?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I don't have a good answer. I'll, all I'll say, and I may be falling prey to the classic American problem of a thing being in French making me think it's more meaningful. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, I think, in the high concept thematic world or whatever there is a interesting there's a parallel between the physical challenge of being trapped in a box and having to figure out how to get out and what is going on and how do you take control of it and the problem of suddenly being alive and having to figure out who you are and what you do and what your purpose is and i think the movie very much wants to make the her terror at being in the box be, like, a metaphor for what the terror of being a clone is, and I don't think it pulls that off, but I think it is. it's trying to connect those two things as, like, different versions of the same thing. Like, you know, we're all just in boxes, right? Yeah. And I don't think it really sticks to the landing, but it felt like it had lofty aspirations, and, like, I appreciated that a little bit more than I maybe would have if it weren't in French.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can, can I also say another weird thing? Sure. Of, of all the ways you can die in space... I think just slowly running out of oxygen is, like, the nicest. (laughs) Like, because you kind of just go to sleep, right?
1: Like, Well, I don't know. In the vision she's having, it's very nightmarish, right? Yeah. She keeps imagining herself, like, gasping.
0: Yeah. So so that was a weird thing, too, because this thing is about, like, shared, not shared, but it's, like, transferal memory. I was like, man, has she, like, died in the box a bunch of times? (laughs) Or, like, (laughs) what's going on? is she remembering all the times her box failed um yeah that, that was one thought i had um but 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 in general though like when you drown like you like you're you're fighting like it's like you had plenty of air and then you suddenly don't and your body's getting to tr- going to try to breathe and if you're lucky you'll pass out before the moment where you'd like literally breathe in water and then then die right um if you like burn in some sort of like oxygen rupture in the ship that's not so good. If you get vented into space, like, you know, like your blood boils and shit <laughs> as your body, yeah. like, depressurizes. There's lots of bad things. I feel like just running out of oxygen, like, you just get tired until you black out and then you cease to exist. And she hadn't existed right. until 12 minutes earlier. So, <laughs> so it seems yeah, no like... no harm, no foul. In the grand scheme of things. Uh, clones. Who needs them? Just yeah. kidding.
1: I one final nitpick I want to have is she has lots of memories that come back to her in this movie to piece together who she was, who Leo is, what their relationship was, what they did for a living. I don't like that the memories are filmed from a point of view that includes her. Like like I, I feel like the memory should feel like a memory, and instead we are seeing like Leo playing the piano and she is in the background. Yeah. And that that was a kind of a strange way to represent memory to me. I, I didn't really know why they did it that way.
0: Yeah. So, I, I mean, in a different world that could very much be this this world and universe, um, you could argue that the transference of memories isn't even real and that they're implanted memories that are supposed to create in these clones and an ideal uh, scenario for which these people would mm-hmm. like because basically you're throwing a bunch of clones into this vessel that's going to go across the galaxy and you need them to repopulate a planet. What's the best way to do that Implant memories where all these people are already couples in which they're Mm -hmm. going to naturally pair off and want to procreate anyway. So you could make the argument that like, of course the memory isn't from the correct POV because it's like a digitally created implanted memory and the clone isn't going to know the difference between POV and like, the idea of us being together in this moment. Plus, mm-hmm. you got to create one memory. Boom, I, I solved it. There you go, right? Imagine yeah, having to right. create two unique memories for two different individuals. Well, you
1: just have to render them from different places. You know, that rend- <laughs> it depends how, you know. <laughs> I don't know how good the render farm is that they're working with. I mean, not that I feel like Setting the- up the scene is the hard part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, think, just think about it. Think about it. <laughs> mm. Anyways, we done? We done, Steven? <laughs> we're, we're done. <laughs> All right. I'm about out add oxygen, so.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll say good yeah. Night. All right. a science lab late one night Without a mother or a father Just a test tube and a womb with a view I think I'm a clone
0: now There's always two of me Just a-hanging around I
1: think I'm a clone now